This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 259, Comic Reviews for the week of Wednesday, April the 1st. Welcome to Comic Shenanigans, this is Adam Chapman, your host, and this is episode 259, the Comic Reviews episode for releases from Wednesday, April the 1st. Uh, let's just jump right in. Um, I guess the only preamble is that this is coming out on April the 10th. I'm recording this on April the 9th. It's coming out on April the 10th, so it's already nine days out of date. Oh yeah, let's just jump in. Um, so first up we have Amazing Spider-Man 17 by Dan Slott and Christos Gage with artwork by Humberto Ramos. It's the second uh, part of Graveyard Shift. Um, I just I just feel bored. Um, I'm not really a huge fan of this. Uh, the ghost... You know, comes to Park Industries, wreaks havoc. Uh, Sajani seems to be kind of turning on um, uh, on Parker Industries, which isn't a big surprise. Uh, I wish the main story was a little bit longer, had a little bit more meat to it. It was, it just, but I'm just unimpressed. Um, I don't know, it's something about it. It just, it, it feels so hollow. I, I like the interaction with uh, Maria and uh, Spider Man when they're kind of swinging through. I thought that was cool, but other than that, I, I thought the issue was actually really kind of a letdown, felt a little lifeless. Uh, the backup story I just wasn't really into either with Black Cat. Um, I don't even remember it that well, and that's kind of how I know I wasn't that in, in, impressed or interested in it. It just it just, re- it just didn't work for me. Um, and uh, I guess we have one issue left, and hopefully Dan Slott will pull out something great, because so far I'm really not... I'm just not really vibing on this. It... The, the book had so much energy and life to it when um, it was part of Superior Spider-Man, and then ever since, it just hasn't quite worked for me. It's had momentary flashes of something, and then it kind of falls apart. So that's going to give that a, maybe a 5 out of 10, um, maybe a 6. I mean, it's not bad. It's just, it just leaves me unaffected. It leaves me disinterested. Uh, next up is Avengers 43. Uh, this one, let's see. who It's written by Jonathan Hickman. Artwork is supplied by Mike Behu. Um, it felt very different. I mean, Iron Man's kind of in this prison. I'm not really getting why he's in the prison, per se. Um, I like the idea that he's kind of out and about now. Um, and he's kind of got his own plan, uh, to try and stop the gladiator. Um, there's definitely, this definitely felt like there's a a bigger plan at play. I'm interested to see what's going to happen in the next issue. It felt like we're finally starting to get a lot of payoff to what's been seeded throughout um, in terms of like the, the, the that planet that's kind of in phase with the Earth, etc. Um, so I'm interested to see where they go from here. Is Tony back to himself, or is he still messed up? I guess that's what bugs me, is that Axis screwed up Tony, and then ever since I don't really know where he is supposed to be, and his own book doesn't feel like it's getting to the eight months uh, later part of the story quickly enough. And So it just feels like there's still a lot of weird questions there. On the whole, though, I think it was it was good. The art, uh, not quite as solid as what I've been accustomed to on this book, but still a good read. And again, it feels like we're, we're drawing closer and closer to things actually kind of hitting the fan more so. I mean, obviously there are things already are, but uh, it's, almost, it's almost time. Time has almost already run out, so it's very interesting. Uh, next up is, I'm only going to briefly talk about it. Um, if you want to go to cgmagazine.ca in about a week, you can read a review I'll have on this. It's Avengers Rage of Ultron, original graphic novel by Rick Remender and Jerome Mapinha with Pepe Larraz and Mike Morales. Um, this is, you know, kind of a, a big a big story, but you know what? It feels very small. 
Um, you know, it's it's an, it's another Ultron story. It doesn't feel like it's one of the best Ultron stories. Uh, the way that Vision is being written, I'm not really that into. Even the way that Hank Pym is being written, and the fact that it's, you know this Uncanny Avengers team that we haven't really gotten a chance to see in action yet, as well as Star Fox. Um, it just something about it just it, it lacked, and the ending also lacked. And that's it. Definitely isn't just kind of sitting on its own. It definitely has a a change for Hank Pym. I just don't know if it's a change I really like or care about. Um, so I'm not necessarily that impressed. Uh, I, I had higher hopes than what we ended up getting. It starts good, but then it kind of falls apart. And it just felt like an, a, a long issue. And it, it, again, it just it didn't it didn't have a good sense of pacing. Uh, I just wasn't nearly as, in, as impressed or uh, entertained as I was hoping and expecting I would. Um, I expected more. I'm going to give it a 5.5 out of 10. Uh, maybe you know, I'll upgrade it to a six. I mean, it, again, it's not bad. It's just it's it's kind of ho hum. I expected something better. I expected something like a really good Ultron story. And instead, I feel like this isn't really on the list of best Ultron stories. So what was the point? Uh, next up is Batman and Turtle Fifty Two. Uh, so this is the 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 big ending. Uh, this is the the big ending to the the year long storyline. And you know what? It just doesn't quite work. Um, Part of it's cool that, you know, Clue Master figured out about the Court of Owls and goes to find them and instead ends up finding Lincoln March. That part's kind of cool, but again, you know, it, it just wasn't enough. Like, Owlman just kind of showing up and, and then taking on Bruce and then Bruce kind of being able to just kind of get himself up and, and, and even though he's been put through everything, he's still able to defeat uh, Lincoln. I just, I found that to be disingenuous. Um, the issue is, let's see, written by... Uh, who wrote this? Uh, it's written stories by Scott Snyder, James Tini the Fourth, James Tini the Fourth. The script consulting writers were Ray Fox, Kyle Higgins, and Tim Seeley. Artwork was by Eduardo Pensica and Julio Ferreira. Pages five to twenty-four. Uh, Robinson Roca and Guillermo Ortego did pages one to four, twenty-five to twenty-six, thirty-one to thirty-two, and thirty-six to thirty-eight. David Lafuente did thirty-three to thirty-five. Tim Seeley did twenty-seven to twenty-eight, and uh, Ray Fox did twenty-nine to thirty. Um, so it's a lot of artists, but I gotta say, it's got a relatively consistent tone to it. Uh, there's a lot of cool moments here. I mean, the fight with Batman and, and Owlman is is cool, but again, it doesn't necessarily feel earned. Uh, having you know Croc and assisting the heroes to kind of try and help people is cool. The fact that Lincoln March just kind of takes off uh, a little less in- interesting. Um, I just th- I think more could have gone on, and it just feels like we got so much of Denouement, but not all of it really feels again like it's earned like it was like it was something that needed to be there i did like seeing um tim drake and spoiler kind of coming face to face with each other that was cool uh but other than that you know it, it was good but was it worth it like i feel like it just it, it was too easy considering where we left off the last issue it felt too easy even with the extra pages uh that it, it didn't feel as earned as it could have i still liked it it was still good it just something was kind of missing I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10. Uh, next up is Convergence number 0, uh, which having read Convergence number 1 feels kind of weird. Uh, it's written by Dan Jorgens um, and Jeff King. Uh, art by Ethan Van Skyver and Mar- Marcello Maiolo. Um, and they did... Uh, I mean, it's actually kind of weird. It, at times, it doesn't even look like Van Skyver's artwork. Um, so it's all about, you know, this the New 52 Superman being imprisoned by Brainiac and trying to fight against it, him, him wanting to go home, um, him trying to find a city, going up against Telos, or finding Telos, showing him all the different cities that are on this on this planet, 
Oh, he really wants it to go home. Um, he's learning more about all the different brainiacs that exist and all the prisoners that are stuck. And um, well, and then he tries to kind of escape, and he can't escape, and he has to basically just find his world, um, which is okay. And then, but it just it doesn't really go anywhere. It, it's just it's a lot of exposition and a lot of with Superman. And then when you read Convergence Number One, there is no Superman, so it's just kind of weird that you would have Convergence Zero written by Dan Jurgens, who's a great writer. But he's not writing the main book, and I guess Jeff King is, but he's also working with Scott Liddell. So you're you're kind of switching cooks from between zero, issues zero and one, and that kind of makes it I don't know, an odd choice to say the least. Um, I'm gonna give it a uh, I don't know a six. It's all right, actually, maybe six and a half. It's actually it's 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 okay, but knowing what comes afterwards makes it I think a little lesser in my in my estimation. Uh, but it's okay for a beginning, I guess. Next up is uh, Kanan, the Last Padawan, number one. No, I haven't watched Rebels at all, so I know nothing about these characters. That being said, I actually thought it was a really interesting and engaging story. Uh, Greg Weissman did the writing, Pepe Larraza on the art. I actually really liked um, Larraza's take on the characters. Um, it's very vibrant and full of life, and in some ways maybe the most full of life in terms of the... It, it's not it's looking like a really exciting comic. Like it's just, the colors are great. The other ones have, um, the other star Wars titles that we've been getting recently from Marvel have a very cinematic look. This is more of a comic book look and it really pops. It kind of reminds me of Nova in terms of that, that, that sheen to it, the, um, the way it really pops off the page and a great ending, very thrilling, really makes you want to pick up the next issue in a big way. Um, even if you know nothing about these characters, it doesn't matter. It's still very engaging. So I think even eight out of 10, it was a great read. Uh, and I didn't know what to expect from it. I gave it a shot because I've been reading the other Star Wars books, so why not? But this is really entertaining. Uh, next up is Spider-Gwen number three. Continue to really enjoy this. Um, written by Latour and Rodriguez. Uh, I like all the different alternate covers. That's uh, right. Jason Latour wrote it. Our work is by Robbie Rodriguez. Um, really good kind of take on the characters. I liked having uh, Gwen and her dad's kind of conversation as she's kind of dealing with her own guilt and why she has to be Spider-Woman. She was up against Vulture, which was really cool. Um, series of visuals. I mean, the visuals here are, are one of the biggest draws, for sure. Uh, seeing uh, Frank Castle um, showing up and his kind of incredulousness about um, uh, him just being a... Spider-Woman just being a girl was kind of cool. Having Ben Parker show up was kind of cool. Um, to take care of George Park, uh, sorry George Stacy, very cool as well. Uh, just another solid, solid issue. It remains probably one of the best Spider books out there right now. Um, I'm not looking at you, Amazing Spider-Man. I'm looking at Spider-Gwen is better. Uh, 8 out of 10. Uh, next up is New 52 Futures End 48. <sighs> what was the point? That's uh, how I felt about this book and this and this series. I just don't know if there was a point to it. Um, it's written by, uh, let's see... Brian Azzarello, Jeff Lemire, Dan Jurgens, and Keith Giffen. Pencils by Alan Goldman, Freddie Williams II, Andy McDonald, and Stephen Thompson. Uh, I just don't know if... It, was this whole thing worth it? I don't really think so. Um, you have this idea that... You, you think that Tara McGinnis was able to change things, and he's able to... He sees Madison, but it ends up not being the Madison he realizes. Instead, Brother I did win, and, uh, and Batman basically failed no matter what, and uh, he tries to escape... From the future he's stuck in, which is kind of where we started, he's able to find out a little bit more. He finds an old Madison, uh, finds an old Adam, finds that there's more to it than they realize, but the brother one, brother I won, 
and uh, it's just kind of the hell yeah is not yet. So obviously we're going to have an upcoming Batman Beyond series, but it felt like we got, what, 48 issues just to lead into another series, and the whole point of it was kind of defeated? Like, that's ridiculous. Like, what was the point of this? Um, so I'm going to give it like a four. Like, I'm going to, it's mainly on the art, because the story was terrible. I just found it felt very, like, a waste of the reader's time. You read 48 issues, and where are you? Like, Batman Eternal felt like it, you definitely went somewhere with the story, and it was more interesting and, and engaging. Here, at the end, what was the point of it all? I don't know. Can you tell me? I don't think anyone can, because what was the point? There wasn't any. Um, so, anyways, it really frustrated me. Uh, next up is Punisher, number 17. Really dug this. It was fun. Uh, and, and interesting um, Nathan Edmondson doing a great job writing it uh, I really liked kind of how it ended as well um, uh, very very cool a great cover too with him shooting the shield as it comes towards him Mitch Grads and Brent Schoonover did the art Nathan Edmondson obviously wrote it uh, a great interaction between the Punisher and Sam Wilson's version of the of Captain America uh, he's trying to escape from Cap and they have a really kind of knockdown and drag out fight which is really cool and it's all about you get a good sense of, you know, Punisher's a, a certain type of person, and he's not a superhero. He's a street-level guy. This is what he's doing, and when he gets involved in the big things is when it gets complicated. He needs to be keep it simple. Uh, we're not done with the series yet, but um, it, it's it's really been worth the ride. Um, I wasn't sure what to think about it when, it when it first started, but it's really become a really solid take on the Punisher, and i got to give them credit. It's nice because it's also very different, but also the same as what we got under Greg Rucka. Like, it's still the Punisher. He's still who he is, still this battle-weary guy, but, you know, we get to see him on the other side. Like, he's been through all these things, and now where is he? Um, so I really enjoyed it, 8 out of 10. And lastly, we have Uncanny Avengers number 3. Um, it's okay. It's not great. Um, it's by Rick Remender and Jerry Dugan, Daniel Acuna on art. Um, the whole vision part of the storyline, I don't know if it really made a lot of sense. Uh, we spent a lot of time with the low evolutionary, which I just felt like a lot of exposition. Um, the stuff with Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch, I'm not really that interested in how they're being written. And, uh, yeah, and again, Acuna's artwork, sometimes it really works, sometimes it doesn't. It felt kind of, uh, uh, not, what's the word? It just didn't feel like it was very fluid. It felt very, um, stagnant in terms of the the action of the art. So I'm going to give it a maybe a 6. Um, could be a lot better. Uh, there's a ton of books I didn't get a chance to review that, that came out in April the 1st. I'm not going to talk about all of them cause there's so, or mention them all because usually I do, but there's just so many. And I think I'm already losing my voice, so maybe I shouldn't uh, waste it on just saying all the books I didn't have a chance to read. But I will mention uh, some of the highlights that are coming out April 8th or two days ago. Um, so they include some of the following. Uh, obviously, Convergence number one and a ton of Convergence issues, including ones focusing on the question, Speed Force, uh, the Titans, uh, Batman and Robin, Batgirl, etc. Uh, Nightwing and Oracle is a exciting one as well, or at least one that I'm excited to read, I should say. Um, from uh, Marvel, we have a new issue of All New Hawkeye, uh, a new issue of Ant-Man. There's an oversized hardcover collection of Avengers by Jonathan Hickman, as well as... Uh, I guess the new Avengers one hasn't come out yet, but that'll... No, that's coming out this week as well. Um, there's also Avengers Millennium number two. Uh, there's Ultron-wise, there's the Ultron Unbound trade paperback, as well as a hodgepodge of classic Avengers stories and Avengers High Vibranium Collection slipcase, slipcase hardcover for 200 bucks. A uh, new uh, chapter of Avengers World, which is part of the... Uh, what, bridging the gap between what happened 
last time we saw the Avengers and time runs out. Uh, there's a new issue of Bucky Barnes, Winter Soldier, Captain America. There's the trade paperback volume four, The Iron Nail. The second trade paperback of Captain Marvel's Stay Fly. Uh, Darth Vader's fourth issue comes out. We have the second issue of Howard the Duck, a new issue of Hulk. Uh, we've also got the Shield number four, Spider Man 2099 number 11, Spider Woman number six, the Star Wars Legends Epic Collection Volume 1 Empire, as well as uh, Storm number 10, and these uh, $1 comics, uh, the True Believers Civil War number one, and True Believers Planet Hulk number one. Uh, so that's everything coming out on the 8th of April, and which I'll be talking about in an upcoming episode. So thanks again for joining me for episode 259. Um, episode 260 will be up in a couple days. It will probably be the solicitous episode if I can bring myself to record it again because I recorded it, then lost it when my computer failed um, in the middle of like just wrapping it up. So it was really upsetting. So hopefully that will be uh, coming up soon. So thanks for joining me for episode 259. You can email us at comicshenanigans at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook, rate and review us on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, post our H Realms thread, and um, that's most of the main ways you can get in touch with us. So thanks again for joining us, and we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye.